a Women Charge podcast acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which we record, the Wilguru Kaba and Bindal peoples, whose sovereignty was never ceded, and we pay our respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. Welcome to a Women Charged podcast, an honest, helpful and hopeful platform for women to listen and engage in discussion about topics ranging from the taboo, the obscure, to the downright unjust and unfair. And your host, a self-professed pleasure product professional, a purveyor of pleasure, a women's rights advocate, ex-police officer turned entrepreneur and now founder of Happy Mash. Yes, I am your host, Anna Walsh, and I am inviting listeners to share in my guests' stories of pain and pleasure and everything in between as I embark on my own awakening from an induced coma, a deep sleep rousing me from the constraints of the patriarchy. And charging up the show this week, Claire Cockley, co-founder of Australia's newest personal lubricant brand, Lucy Lube, joins me in the studio to discuss all things that slip and slide and to find out the inspiration behind this amazing feminist startup that she runs whilst working another full-time job during COVID from her Melbourne home. Claire is an advocate for sexual health and is passionate about reducing the shame and the stigma felt by women in the pursuit of sexual wellness. Her goal for Lucy Lube is to build a consumer-centric brand that drives collective change through the promotion of sexual wellness education, exploration and the right to experience sexual pleasure. With vaginal dryness such a common problem today, roughly 17% of the women listening will experience it. And this number increases to 43% of women in the first six months postpartum and 50% perimenopausal women. A lack of lubrication can lead to vaginal burning, irritation, and most commonly, painful sex and the dreaded thrush, a guaranteed passion and pleasure blocker. So Lucy Lube helps women with exploration in the bedroom so that we can have lovely new or improved sexual experiences alone or with a partner. So with that in mind, enough splashing around and let's get wet. Okay, hi Claire, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for joining me on a Women Charged podcast today. And you are coming to us from Melbourne, is that right? For sure, yeah. Very rainy, wet, cold Melbourne. <laughs> yes, and now we can hear though you don't have an Aussie accent. <laughs> Where are you from? No, I'm from Ireland originally, and yeah. so Waterford in the alleged sunny southeast. Um, Beautiful. I've been living in Melbourne for about nine years now. Yeah, okay. Disclaimer for anyone listening this is not a British or an Irish podcast, this is an Australian podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but we are just um, confusing everyone, everyone with our accents and I can attest to that because I have an Irish husband as well so I confuse everyone in Townsville with our accents because as you know you maybe get confused for Scottish sometimes I always get confused for 
Irish. <laughs> I read Canadian all the time, actually. Oh, bizarrely. yeah, I've yeah. heard that actually from the Irish. Yeah. Yeah. Although somebody the other day was like, "Are you not from here?" I was like, "No, can you not tell? I definitely don't sound Aussie, or at least I don't think I do." <laughs> yeah. Oh well, thank you very much for joining me, anyway, and um, I'm so glad you're here to talk to us about your startup. I don't want to say, is it, should I say new startup? Because I know you've been in the business now for. Is it nearly yeah, a year? I think you can say. I think you can say new startup. <laughs> yeah, it's better if you say new startup because um, then it and seems like <laughs> yeah, and it seems amazing like all the stuff that you've done in such a little time. But Lucy Lube, you are the co-founder of Lucy Lube with your friend Alan McCarthy, yeah. and you are paving the way um, to change the face of lubricant and how women, in particular, see and use it in the course of their sex lives. Is that right? Yeah, very much so. Um, yeah, like, that's exactly it. You hit the nail on the head. So I'll just work for you now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll just, you know, PR and comms department. Um, yeah, Alan, basically, um, his background is in, in mental health. And so he is very much an ideas man and a very proactive um, business founder, always um, coming up with new and ingenious schemes. And so he pitched this idea into me, or more so we were chatting about it about six years ago, believe it or not. Um, and I couldn't stop thinking about it. At the same time, he'd actually also wanted to set up a, a subscription-based service for period care products. This was way oh, before yeah. they were on trend. Yeah. Um, he kind of kicks himself now for not doing that mm. because obviously they really took off. Yeah, they did. Um, but we were chatting about lubricant and he was saying, you know, it's really crazy that those products that are marketed to men, but really with a lot of women as an end user exclusively or a participatory end user. And I was like, you're so right. And I was like, there's so much shame around this, you know. I was buying lubricant, but definitely was a kind of covert thing, didn't have a lot of open and frank conversations with my partner about it. Yeah, and so it really stuck with me. And then I had broken up with my partner and was going through this like, you know, sex positive exploration, deep mm. dive into everything phase. Sounds good. And um, then having, yeah, <laughs> definitely very good. Um, then having, you know, new partners and you're like, oh, this is the thing I was already maybe very awkward about even as a really sex positive person, then you're having new partners and you're like, how do you bring that into the conversation? Which, and it was just really hard. And I was like, you know, definitely hiding under the bed and kind of like being definitely weirder than I should have been about it. Mm. And so I kind of went back to Alan and I was like, I can't stop thinking about this idea because now I'm in a position where, you know, this is even more awkward and I feel more uncomfortable, but I really have a need for this product. And then, you know, with the classic, like lots of the stuff that you get over the, um, a counter in the supermarket or in the pharmacy can cause a lot of um, like thrush and just a lot of discomfort yeah. and that more more and more and so I was just like there's, there's such a need for this so I felt really motivated by it um, and that's kind of how we just ended up starting so a very slow process but that was two years two and a half years ago when we actually sat down and said yeah let's make, let's make a go of this but it's yeah. an idea that's been around for much longer yeah a very slow and slippery process <laughs> a slip, slippery on the up not on the down <laughs> yes yeah very much so right I, I sometimes ask my guests when they come on if they'll do a little icebreaker with us so if you're happy to do one I might just fire some questions your way and you can answer yeah. the, one way or the other <laughs> okay so let's start off easy ice cream or ice lolly ice cream cocktail or wine cocktail cash or card cash Bums or breasts? Breasts. Movies out or movies in? Oh, movies in. A house party or the club? The club. Okay. <laughs> Foreplay <laughs> or intercourse? Intercourse. Audiobook or hard copy? Hard copy. Vacation or staycation? Vacation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've had too many staycations just now being in Melbourne. Um, this might be difficult. Ireland or Australia? Ooh. 
Okay, got to think about your audience. Um, the coast or the bush? The coast. Okay, because we or maybe we'd say the countryside of the country. <laughs> the coast. Okay, and bra or no bra? Oh, bra. Yeah, I'm with bra. <laughs> okay, let's as, do as it. Mom, I don't. Yeah, I don't have much in the cleavage department, so I've been <laughs> a little padded bra. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, but then that's good because I'm the same. But then I so I just wander around braless, and it doesn't really matter because there's not exactly. much on show. You get the best of both worlds. I mean, it's one of the, the small benefits of um, not having a sizable chest. You're like, I can do both. Yeah, the literal small benefits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to try and put this or that in there about lube, but really, like, it would be to use or not to use. It could be, like, water-based or silicone. And it's like they are all, like, no-brainers. And that's what I love about your product and what you say about the product is, like, everything about it is absolutely exactly what you want in a product like that and that, that's what i'm talking about this weekend in my newsletter is like what what sort of things would you actually put inside your vagina and we don't always like think about that and you know <laughs> we can all attest to the the sort of credibility and the reputation of some people who have been inside our vagina <laughs> but like we really need to think about the actual like very, product this is very wide spectrum of credibility <laughs> yeah exactly um that will be another podcast um but you know like tell us a little bit more about when you decided what you wanted to make this you know specifically different and make that part of your mission about lucy lube and what goes into it Oh, yeah, uh, like a, a big, 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 big ticket item for us is the importance of like having TGA accreditation. So um, it's the Therape Therapeutic Goods Association of Australia. Mm -hmm. um, and lots of people don't realize that not all products, both ones that go in you and go on you, actually are TGA accredited. Yeah. So you would be surprised about how many products are out there and a lot of other lubricants that are out there that are not TGA accredited. So it doesn't mean that they're not well-made by any stretch of the imagination, but they definitely don't uphold like the rigorous manufacturing process and the stability testing that we undergo. So for us, when we were starting, you know, truthfully, when we'd begun, I did not know much about the TGA. I just shopped like any other normal consumer and just was like, yeah, here's the thing that's on a shelf. I will buy it, therefore yeah. it is okay for me. Yeah. Um, and, you know, through personal experience, purchasing products and realizing that some of the ingredients were not great and that they were causing, you know, thrush. And, uh, you know, I, I realized that on my personal level, but then starting to do more research and, and development into what ingredients are in different products is pretty horrified to realize, you know, um, things that have that have parabens in them, have SLSs in them, have glycerins in them, like they can ultimately dry you out. Mm. And some of them have been linked to, you know, potentially increasing your likelihood to get cancer. And I think, oh. you know, end consumers, unless you start actually doing a bit of proactive research, you just assume that what's on the shelves are going to be the best versions of products out there. And um, so for us, when we started, we started researching these, really understanding how many products have bad ingredients in them um, and became really passionate about having, you know, what we deem the good stuff. And um, in there, so we wanted it to be as natural as possible. And we definitely didn't want to have any of the kind of nasty ingredients that have negative side, or could have negative side effects. Mm -hmm. um, and then we also started to become aware around the TGA and their role and responsibility in helping products get to market. And um, we probably could, no, we definitely could have launched about six or eight months before we did. And um, if we had chosen not to get this TGA accreditation, but yeah. first we felt like we had to put, you know, we had to put our values first and that it was really important that we were bringing to market a product that had, you know, yeah, kind of up, upheld our, our, yeah, upheld our values, but also 
looking ahead, I think it's the responsibility of businesses to come to market, you know, in the safest way possible. So yeah, well, like, imagine if you didn't have that to market with, you know, it's your, well, your main thing. There's so many products out there that don't have mm, it at the true. moment. Uh, and I think this is a bit of, you know, education is a huge component of what we're trying to do. And it's actually educating the end consumer that just because it's on a shelf or you can purchase, it doesn't actually mean that it's got this accreditation mm. or that it's made these stand- this kind of standard. So um, again, I think, you know, people are inexperienced or uninformed but it's not Mm. intentional so it's a big ticket item for us to try to communicate yeah and it's so great that there are more responsible brands like yours um coming out there because as a consumer you know it is overwhelming for us to go into a supermarket even and i know for myself i'm always trying to look out for like obvious things like palm oil in cooking or yeah. in um, beauty, beauty products. There's so many different names for them and sometimes you're busy or you're just buying your regular brands. You know, for me, I recently started looking out for Unilever to like, try and avoid like, you know, different companies I've read about and I don't align with or I disagree with a lot of their practices, but they are everywhere because <laughs> they're all market leaders. So it's so difficult. And with TGA, do they have a really um, obvious sign that you can just like glance at, you know, that because that would be really handy. No, they don't. You're mm. not even allowed to say, you're not allowed to market it on your label. So there's no, there is no, um, the only way of really knowing is by going onto their register and you can search a product or search a brand yeah. in their register if it's registered that would be so simple to do wouldn't it because they've got you know the everyone knows the australian made triangle you don't even think anything else about that and it's 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 it is um it's a really good point um that they should have more of a visible identifier so that people can really clearly understand Mm. it and we do have the australian made certification as well so yeah um, that was really important for us to, to have that again because it is such a clear identifiable way yeah. for people to yeah the register is pretty easy to use but again you know what what person is you know looking through the, the myriad of products that are out there and then going oh i'm just going to go onto google and search this register to see so um yeah. it is it is tricky and did you know it was going to take an extra six to eight months or did you just know it would take a little bit longer yeah we, we knew it would take a little bit longer but definitely not that long and we were launching kind of in the thick of when the tga were being slammed with them um, all of the different hand sanitizers and face oh, masks yeah. and covid so they were behind to begin with and um i've heard that they're not the fastest mm. uh, at the best of times. so yeah it, it was definitely um a bit of a challenge for us like we had worked really hard to launch october last year so 2020 um, and then we just couldn't get the stability testing and everything done in time. So it, we ended up launching in June and, and it was around the time that a couple of other people launched into the market as well off with kind of a similar offering. So, um, you know, both positive and a, and a negative in some respects, like great that the market's growing and the, That's there's multiple products that the category is rising, yeah. but you know, on a personal level, we were like, oh my gosh, everyone is, everyone seems to be doing the thing that we're doing. So, um, you know, that was a bit of a challenge, but again, you know, um, Alan and I are very values driven so for us it was really important that we yeah. uh, you know follow those steps and I think what's also really startling when you do start getting into the deep diving is um, there are lots of opportunities to buy products that are white labeled that come out of China and come out mm. of other other countries so mm-hmm. essentially you just buy them you just whack your label on them and people can take that to market really easily there's very little regulation in Australia with regards to sex toys and, and sexual wellness products so yeah um, again I think there'll be even more other lubricants and you know body oils and um, whatnot type products that come to market and um, so I think more and more people will have to become aware of how they educate themselves around where these products have truly truly come from yeah and brands have been known to be a bit sneaky as well with having maybe one product that's certified organic from you know Australia or New Zealand or you know similar type country but then actually the 
the bulk of the product is not from there or the yeah. bulk of the product is actually um, manufactured somewhere else, but just one ingredient is certified. Yeah, yeah. Marketing is sneaky. <laughs> yes, exactly. I know, and it's hard, as I say, it isn't a bit of an overwhelm for um, consumers. And doing the, the marketing around Lucy Lube is amazing as well, like just visually as well and creatively. Um, was that really important as well for you to get that right so you could like connect I mean, who are you marketing to first of all yeah predominantly we market to um, like female vulva owners you know female identifying people yeah. but we, we did strive to be gender neutral and mm-hmm. um, I guess uh, we felt like there was not enough products in the market that spoke to women that were you know marketed towards women a lot of what's there is you know generally in the supermarket or in the chemist oftentimes it's in the men's section or it's beside the condoms you know and yeah. we want to have some definitely more accessible for women and mm. um, we wanted to make it available where women shop so like you know other online retailers and hopefully in more bricks and mortar stores where women were shopping and um, so that's kind of our primary audience and we've broken that down then into um, like three different age categories and age brackets so you know the kind of young sexually open sexually positive um people in their kind of like mid to late 20s um, and then we really um, have targeted um, women who are postpartum who are women who've had babies because mm-hmm. um, lots of lubrication is needed as you reintroduce intimacy back into your life post-pregnancy um, and again being TGA accredited we felt like that was a really good yeah. really good fit for the audience because you know there's never a more there's never a time to be even more and um, uh, not concerned but I guess you know sensitive around what you're putting in that part of your body and then also um, people who are you know pre and post menopause um, again, you know, knowing that lubrication is um, an area of concern or an issue of concern when you're kind of going through that menopause phase. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do, and do you find, because I find marketing to those age groups, like the sort of millennial and um, younger Gen X group, they probably don't use lubricant as readily as you would like. Um, the same with sex toys. So that is a really good thing because you are, you know, maybe it wasn't your first idea of who to market to, but actually they're the people that are willing to spend the money and to um, invest in their bodies and to invest in their sexual health as well. So that's yeah. that was interesting for me, that dichotomy between who you think would just buy this and then who actually really needs it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I totally agree with that. I think and I think for us it's the menopause audience that we're really trying to connect in with because I think they're women who have a lot who maybe aren't as you know evolved in their sexual journey and I think there's a lot more mm-hmm. shame and stigma at that point in your life just because of the generation of women like the generational time frame in which women are now in the menopause you know what was happening if they're you know your mid late 40s early 50s you know growing up sex education yeah. was you know, thing and the kind of conversations that people would have been having you know they're just not at the same level by any stretch of the imagination yeah. so I find that that's a really um like a good area to market into um, and that there's lots of opportunity there but it's an audience that's very much kind of hidden and not very outspoken about their sexual pleasure mm. and how have you found the the sex positivity you know industry and, and market overall now that you're working in the thick of it uh like really supportive and very encouraging i feel like within australia it's, there is a real community of people so i did last year and um, brian cole sex tech school and um, she runs um a couple of kind of cohorts per year um, of students to come together to get trained on you know all things sex and tech and the future of sex etc and um, so that was a really good introduction into a very engaged Australian community but it's also got participants from around the world so that was kind of my foundation I suppose in connecting with people uh, I'm a relentless slider into people's dms <laughs> I'm always just like finding companies and like hey I love what you're doing like let's just have a chat I guess to your point about the kind of gen z and maybe younger demographic not perhaps you know, being as likely to purchase lubricant. I think brands like Bush and brands like Normal that are mm-hmm. out there at the moment 
and because of their uh, I guess budgets and their ability to build profile you know getting Abby Chatfield to make a vibrator you know it's really starting to get into that more accessible point for people who perhaps once maybe wouldn't have been in that and um, you know thinking that they need lubricant yeah. or wanting to use lubricant so I think you know it's a multiplier effect and it's beneficial for um it's beneficial for the greater good of the community so what we've really hoped with Lucy is that you know through its kind of uh, gender neutral brand um, and through our education focused marketing uh, it's a tool for people to have really good conversations about what they're yeah. doing so we always say like we're excited by the possibilities of what we can bring so you know even if it's just having a product that you feel comfortable taking out in front of your partner and talking about then it's you know what's the multiplier effect from that so we start with lubricant you know then introduce some sex toys then you know the sky is the limit i guess yeah. in terms of where it can go so we like to think it's kind of a, an easy way to start a conversation yeah and exploration like you said in yeah. your in the bio yeah which i love as well i mean it's such a feminist product really that they ebbs and leaks into loads of different parts of society when you think about it it just could start with a lubricant and it could start with yeah. you know a new sex toy but then really that like moves into different areas of women's lives and, and inevitably yeah. their families and their partners and their friends so yeah it's amazing yeah. It, and, and on that point I think it's you know I, I obviously talk about lube a lot in my life <laughs> a couple of years ago like one of the last times I was back home in Ireland you tell my family and you know being a bit like oh can I talk about this now like all my relatives know like my grand my grandparents yeah. you know my uncle you know and, you know just it becomes start it starts to normalize the conversation at all levels and if you cool. can have that impact um you know with your friends and with your kind of community then it is that multiplier effect and I think that conversation is really changing and yeah I think there's something really to be proud of I think that's much more important than like any individual brand you know it's the actual kind of cultural change that's um that is the most key yeah and and you yourself you did some studies at Curtin University in was it like a sexology sort of thing so you're probably already very well versed in talking about like the awkward stigmatized subjects yeah it was really good to do that um I guess during Covid so my background is in events and obviously um Covid really uh, scuppered that so mm, thanks Covid <laughs> yeah, yeah screw you but a bit of a double-edged sword insofar as like it gave me a lot more time to focus um, on all the research and development for Lucy mm. um and as part of that I saw that there was a course in Curtin and I thought well you know if you're gonna walk the walk you should be able to talk the talk and, yeah um, we're very we lean a lot on industry experts and we've got some really really lovely partnerships with um sexologists but i did think that it was important and um, to kind of upskill in, in that area and so, what was yeah, the title it, called the course title it's um, sex in a contemporary context mm. so very much understanding the sexual education landscape um, and then understanding and um, you know sexual identity and sexual diseases sexual health um, a whole plethora, a wide spectrum of, I guess, sexual inclusions. Um, so it was a great course and it was really good foundational skills and definitely really educational. But some of it was like very like health focused and medical focused. Yeah, so with the sexual of, health side. Yeah, yeah I can it, imagine. It definitely getting my biology back on. I was like, oh, okay, who knew these things? You know, <laughs> stuff that you get. And um, yeah, it was a worthwhile course to do and, and definitely kind of has informed some of um, our kind of conversations with sexologists and the educational topics that we try to bring to the fore. Yeah, definitely. And do you find now, I remember you saying that you, you were often sliding into other people's DMs. Do you find that a lot of people are sliding into your DMs? Like, are you managing the Lucy accounts just now? Yes, yeah, yeah, we're managing it ourselves. So, um, yeah, a little bit. I'm, I'm probably still more aggressively sliding into others' DMs. Just <laughs> <laughs> it's my nature. Um, but, yeah, we do get people kind of contacting us, um, which has been great. And there's really good opportunity for, you know, cross-brand 
um, promotion and conversations and um, there's a really interesting company called Becoming that have launched in Melbourne recently and I've been having some really nice conversations with them and it got me very excited about you know I, I think as a community we are um, there's so much more power in our voices combined so as businesses and brands you know if we come together to talk about certain topics and you know not be too competitive um, it, you know, it's for the greater good really because I think at the end of the day our um, objectives and values are about having you know, a more empowered and sexually empowered um, culture. So instead of competing against each other, we should work together. So I love sliding into people's DMs just to have conversations and see how we can amplify our voices. Yes. You know, we ask a lot of questions. We've been really fortunate to have some seasoned, you know, professionals in this space support us along the way with mm. information and whatnot. Like the team at Johnny have been really, um, really, really helpful yep. on our journey, the condom company. Yeah, you um, sort of then, launched with them a wee bit, didn't you? Yeah. yeah, yeah, we did. And then Mia from Moxie, so they're... Um, a really long-standing amazing period brand mm-hmm. um period product brand and she, you know me has been very instrumental in offering his advice and giving his guidance and whatnot so it's been really lovely and i'd like to think that we're you know we can do that for others and um, with what knowledge that we have and also not to fall into the same traps and mistakes and you know a lesson learned is a lesson shared yeah yeah absolutely and um if there's women listening who haven't or don't use lubricant for why should they use it for any and every sexual encounter they have from now on? Well, you can also use it on your face. I don't know if you've been following the TikTok trend, TikTok trend but I've recently heard about this. For primer, I actually don't necessarily recommend it for that. I think it would be it's not the it's not the best thing to use for primer. But um, yeah, in terms of it's what probably good for your skin though. <laughs> Uh, not bad yeah i think it just won't do the best job um but uh, you know we lubricant i mean lubricant for us i think is um really beneficial in the bedroom we kind of see it as a bit of a value add so there's no reasons to not use it and um, you can use you know a little you can use a lot and um, it's really good obviously if you want to have um you know explore with sex toys it's really good if you suffer from vaginal dryness sometimes it's great if you just want a quickie and there's not that much time for foreplay like mm. i think becoming aware of how your body reacts um in certain situations it doesn't always have to you know it's the level of lubrication that it's going to produce is not always going to be the same so having some lubricant uh, to hand to ease friction to make it more pleasurable um, and there's lots of other uses for it you know it can be really nice just to rub into your skin you know if you want to do some nipple play it's really good for that so um ours is a water-based product so we don't necessarily recommend it for um, anal sex but it is quite thick but um something like a silicon-based product is, is definitely better if you're down the anal pathway yeah great and tell us exactly so it's vegan and tell me all the different parts of it <laughs> all the bits um so it is vegan and um, it's ph balanced which is also incredibly important because um lubricants depending on their ingredients can actually disrupt your vaginal ph so we sit in the sweet spot of 4.3 which is an optimal ph and yep. um, ph balance it's TGA approved, it is cruelty free, it's Australian made um, and bottled in New South Wales. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got seven seven ingredients, so nice and simple. Well, that um, is good, is, yeah. Yeah, it is water-based um, with an aloe component, so it's reasonably thick. Um, uh, Princess Previews is a really wonderful um, sexual uh, sex toy product reviewer has recently been doing students really interesting and um, competitions with us and other lubricants just to race them to see how quickly they, they, they slide down so we're not very slidey and it kind of comes out a little bit like gel um uh so sorry we're not very running we're very we are very slidey yeah yeah um, it comes out a little bit like a gel um so it is really good if you are using toys and um, she actually recently did a um a competitive analysis and we kind of came out on top as a 
best all-rounder product so yeah um, if you have used a lubricant before it is a really good one to start with to try because you can take it on that journey with your toys definitely use it for um you know for uh, penetrative intercourse and then having some fun with yeah i mean i like that with the pump action because it's not too slippery you know if you were to use a more like a really slidey or or you know slippy one that you mentioned like you kind of like you can lose it if you pump yeah. too hard you're like wait a minute where did it go so i really yeah, like your one also get quite messy i think you know some especially and that's you know people have different experiences but you know all of these products can be quite messy as well mm-hmm. so and um, when you pump it out it does stay where you put it and then the more you kind of massage it it's it, uh, like relaxes its uh, texture somewhat so yeah and um, it, it is really good um for um you know spritzing and getting it in the exact area that you want and i guess because it's water-based it doesn't stay it doesn't stay in sheets so it's a um, minimal mess i know a lot of people have kind of concerns with lubricants because i always think of an oil-based product and i think yeah. oh, it's gonna you know ruin my sheets or cotton or linen so no it doesn't do any of that and then because it's only got seven ingredients it absorbs into your body really easily and mm. um, as a water-based product but you can also wash it off um, pretty easily just with a little bit of soapy water if it hasn't absorbed so um yeah it's a no mess no fuss super good super slidey <laughs> yeah and i love how it's um it's recyclable and it i think was the glass made from recycled glass as well it's actually not made from recycled glass but it is recyclable and so yeah. that was a really big um a really big consideration for us so we mm. wanted to have it in a glass bottle um and it's uh it's 70 mil and the height of it is actually kind of on par with lots of standard beauty products so it blends in on your um, you know your bedside oh shelf. i love how you considered that that's great yeah it just like hides amongst the crowd um, <laughs> of other beauty products so and um, we have got a really nice like aluminium um lid uh, and then yeah the glass bottle is recyclable mm-hmm. so yeah i i is the one i use actually with my partner and not just saying that like i do sell another yeah, that's good. Um, i do yeah i do sell another one as well but this is my favorite and it's never has that sting and it's as you said it never stains the sheets which is great so yeah i absolutely love it and congratulations it's so awesome thank you thank you thank you you know going into it if people had asked me if i knew all of the potential uh, issues that we were going to have or challenges we would have along the way i definitely would have i wouldn't have shied away from it but it has been a, a definitely a big learning curve yeah wow amazing well claire before you came on i said what are the three giveaways that you want to get across i feel like we've probably covered them all but let's just check so we want to you you said you wanted to educate the audience on why they should care about what ingredients are in their products and from what their sex toys are made from and then understand about the TGA so that's the therapeutic goods authority in Australia and that yeah. why that's so important so we definitely covered that and that's amazing and I'm actually going to start looking out for for that on all different types of products even though there's not a a silly little crest which i need to be able to see now <laughs> i'm gonna write to the tga and tell them that. <laughs> yeah right yeah, yeah pitched in and be like hey guys we've had this wonderful idea yeah and i've done my own design it's like a hand colored in one with my kids crayons <laughs> or something um, <laughs> there should be no shame or stigma in using lubricant absolutely mm-hmm. i've talked about that a lot as well in my platform um, and third, thirdly, that we are building a, so you are building a community and encourage people to engage and explore. That's great because it's, it's exploring themselves and their sexual identity as well as exploring in the bedroom physically. Yeah, absolutely. Exploring all facets of that. I mean, I think that, you know, we it's actually we're running a workshop on um, Thursday coming up. So um, Thursday, the 18th, we're running a workshop around um, slowing down and reimagining, like reigniting your relationship with yourself and masturbation. So that really um, is talking to the fact that we want people to explore how they interact with themselves physically. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think we often fall into the same traps of how we masturbate or how we have sex with people. Mm-hmm. So 
exploration for us is a really big key. So this this particular workshop will give people an opportunity to, um, yeah, just think differently about how they engage in masturbation and how they orgasm. I guess that's something I probably didn't mention, but it's important is that you know lubricant is a really really good um tool to have if you are masturbating. It doesn't actually just have to be partnered yeah. and activity that you're doing, and it can be really nice if you've never tried lubricant before to actually bring it in to your own solo play first and, and you know check out the different sensations, see what feels good and whatnot. So um, for us, it's exploration at every level. You know, I think um, the more you challenge yourself as a person, the more you grow. Um, and, you know, I think we all get a very traditional education around sexual identity and sexual health and wellness. So um, encouraging people to explore that and see what sticks for them, try something new and just um, see what's out there. Yeah, amazing. That's so what I'm all about on this platform. So that's great. And just so we know, it's going to be Thursday. This Thursday, um, it's a virtual workshop that we're hosting in conjunction with um, an organization called the Vulva Dialogue. So mm-hmm. it is, um, we say it's an interactive workshop, but it's definitely not a hands-on. That <laughs> <laughs> might encourage the wrong type of audience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and so we've got um, Susan Stark, who's a somatic sex a sex coach she will be on as well mm-hmm. as Miss Smut Buttons um, who is a Melbourne based um, sexual industry expert mm-hmm. um, and so it's a robust discussion I guess around how to um, you know understand your body explore feel things challenge yourself experience new things um, and yeah, it'll be an hour and a half um, yeah, engaging conversation with some expert industry experts as well as the opportunity to participate in conversation. Yeah, amazing. Okay, I'll put that in the show notes. Um, people can also find you at lucylube.com.au and I'll okay. also put in your Facebook, which is at Lucy Loves Lube, and your Instagram, Love Lucy Lube. Um, and you've also very kindly done a little um, offering for the podcast if you use code a woman charged all one word you can get 25% off and that's on your website so thank you so much for that that's great to offer that as well anyone looking to try for the first time you know a little quarter off is always great did you see my quick maths there Yes, very quick on the maths, exactly. Well, um, get in there definitely ahead of the <clears throat> ahead of the Christmas rush. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, everyone's going to keep that in mind, of course. Well, Claire, thank you so much for joining me. I can't wait to um, hear about all my listeners and how they're going to try it. It's a great product. Use the A Women Charge code. And yeah, let's get slippy. Exciting. Yeah, feedback <laughs> always welcome. Okay. Well, so. Thank you so much. Okay, so the key takeaway for me must be to think more about what I put inside my vagina. This is essential healthcare. This is great sexual health. Amazing sexual wellness leads to better mental health. The main reason I love ranting about sexual wellness, looking after your sexual health and having more orgasms is that there are no hidden nasties downsides or cons to this sort of advocacy and that is really similar to the brand purpose and mission and the ingredients to Lucy Lube. Seven simple ingredients scientifically and therapeutically tested and empowering vulva havers to have more fun and sexual exploration by themselves or with a partner. Yes yes and yes. So a big thank you to Claire Cookley and please check out lucylube.com.au and use the code a woman charged all one word to receive 25% off yours and support this wonderful amazing Australian startup. 
I have also started to sell their slippery stock in my store as it is my own personal fave. So now I can just steal from my own storeroom when I'm running low. Follow and slide on into Claire's DMs on Instagram at lovelucylube if you have any questions or just fancy a good old chat. And as she says, if you don't, then she might just slip into yours. Join me again in a fortnight when I will be chatting with the beautiful Lucy Wood from the Lucy Wood Show podcast, a show that is dedicated to the conversations outside the norm, when we will be discussing and concentrating on body image and how it affects us women so much more than we all want to admit. So go get lubricated and stay charged.